So today we finish chapter 39 with a very powerful idea. Yesterday we spoke about somebody who does Judaism by rote. But that's not the lowest level of doing a mitzvah. The lowest level of doing a mitzvah is doing it with an agenda. Doing it totally inauthentically. For some self-serving ulterior motive. Maybe just because I want to be known as a great Torah sage. In other words, I'm serving myself, not to God. Then, the ulterior motive, which doesn't come from holiness, it comes from what we call the gray area, klipas noga, becomes enmeshed with your Torah, and the Torah becomes temporarily, temporarily ex- exiled in this klipa. In other words, it's possible that not only a mitzvah doesn't fly up and it stays in this world, it actually goes into klipa. Now you'll ask yourself, then I shouldn't do this mitzvah. I'm currently in a self-serving agenda mode. I'm doing the mitzvah to feel motivated and inspired, blah, blah, blah. I shouldn't do it. He says, no, because one day you're going to do tshuva. One day you're going to repent. And we know that tshuva brings healing to the world. Now, what does it mean brings healing to the world? It brings healing to your world. It heals your stuff. It heals your nonsense. And it heals whatever mitzvah we did with strings attached. And therefore, our sages taught us a person should always engage in Torah study and mitzvot, even if it's done inauthentically. For, because if we do it inauthentically, eventually it will lead to do it authentically. That's what the Talmud says in Psachim. Why would the Talmud encourage us to do inauthentic worship if it goes down to the dark side, if it goes to, if it goes to Klippa? But rather, because the Talmud knows this. It's basing itself on the point that when you return to God, your Torah returns with you. Because the Talmud's reasoning is that it's absolutely certain eventually somebody will return, whether in this incarnation or another. And it doesn't only mean whether in this lifetime or another, and like, you know, in the reincarnation of souls. It means whether in this headspace of your life or another. Each and every one of us has different moments of our life, moments that were deeply inspired or moments of happiness, tragedy. There will come a moment that you will be so plugged in on your Yom Kippur, that you'll elevate all the stuff of the previous year. So don't worry. Continue doing Torah mitzvahs even if it has an agenda. We now return to the lower level of inauthenticity, where there is no kavana, no intention, but there's no ulterior motive. And he finishes off and he says like this, but if your worship is neutral, neither inauthentic nor authentic, then the criterion the criteria to bring it up to God doesn't depend on tshuva. You don't have to do a major repentance. Rather, as soon as you go back and learn Torah, this Torah that you learned with an authentic intent, then the thing that you learned with neutral intent will join with the authentic study and fly upwards. Because it never went down into klipa, so you don't have to really schlep it out, you don't have to do tshuva, you just have to touch it, almost put it next to a magnet of inspiration. And therefore, a person should always engage in Torah study because in this level, where the damage is less, where there's no agenda, but you're not doing it for the right reasons, that you should definitely do all day because it's so easy to elevate. So to prayer without concentration. You simply have to pray again with concentration and all your, all your earlier prayers devoid of concentration will be elevated as well. And that's exactly what it says in the Zohar. The Zohar teaches the following. It says, 
if a prayer is not worthy, then an angel pushes it out and it goes down and hovers about this physical world, standing in the lowest of the heavenly worlds. And there's an angel there, the Zohar says. The angel, chief angel of that world is Sahadiel. He takes all the rejected prayers and stores them until that person returns. And if he properly returns before Hashem and offers another good prayer, then when the good one rises, the chief angel, Sadiel, takes the invalid prayer and lifts it up until it meets the good prayer. And then they both rise and intermingle together and go up before the holy king. Now you might say, wow, this stuff is really abstract. I think it's actually very powerful because it gives us such a calming and motivational idea that no matter how we do a mitzvah, as long as it was done, you can elevate it. But if you do nothing, then there's nothing to elevate in a good time.